0: This is a Lip Media Podcast.
1: Hello Chickens, Fabulous Adam Richard, and I'm putting Doctor Who on trial. (laughs) Hello Chickens, Fabulous Adam Richard, another theory podcast with my theories about Trial of a Time Lord Part 3. Okay, it's 1986 and uh, synthesizer music is all the rage. Uh it has been for about five, six years now on Doctor Who uh, at this point. Um, but there's a moment, there's a music cue when they first come into, you know, Katrika's lair with the fire in the middle of the room, which given that this was made in a studio, there would have been... The occupational health and safety list. As long as your arm going on that day. Uh, anyway, as everyone walks in, there are a few notes that play, and my first thought was, why, if you've got a synthesizer, are you trying desperately to replicate the sound of a recorder? Like it is not a pleasant instrument. It all we think of is being seven and tooting out the worst noise in the world. Like, oh my god. The recorder is horrible. It's full of saliva and it's ear piercingly annoying. Don't like I I I can't I I can't understand anyone who thinks it's a good sound. Like, you know, it's like tah, 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 Horrible, horrible noise. And yeah, I don't know if anyone's watched The Mandalorian, but at the end, on the soundtrack, if, you, if you're if watching the episodes all the way through to the end, as the end credits go, it sounds like someone's playing the recorder over the end of that as well, completely out of tune, which I don't think recorders can ever be played in tune. Anyway, uh I enjoyed so many things in this episode. The robot smashing through the wall at the start of the episode, which is, uh, you know, everyone's been captured uh 400 times. Uh- <laughs> they're escaping again and then the the robot s- sucks the doctor up with its weird arms and i know it's all like reversed footage and stuff but it just you know it it was exciting for the time um it looks a bit silly now uh, <laughs> uh and oh my god the twinks in the underground are really getting on my nerves uh i know they're meant to be hilarious but I don't know if it's because one of them's got too much eyeliner on or what it is. But they're just, it, they're driving me a little bit crazy. Um, and th- there is a moment towards the end of this episode where uh, Drethro is just like, well, you're going to die before me. And it's like, "I, you, please, someone kill them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did love Katrika attacking the the hideous robot uh, to which, you know, once the doctor's been caught, the robot gets killed and the doctor escapes. Um, The other thing that's very weird is... The guy who's trying to stop Maureen. I know his name's not Maureen, but I can't remember his real name. Um, The guy that's trying to stop Maureen from saving everyone from the culling, from the robot culling everyone. It's Schindler's List, essentially, in the future. Maureen's List. Maybe this episode should have been called Maureen's List instead of the Mysterious Planet. I don't know. Um, uh, Katrika's, you know, deciding that she's going to... Attack the Immortals castle is a great scene. Or, well, it would be if she didn't try to do it all again later on once she gets underground. Like, it's the same scene again, except with a half-hearted joke about are we going this way or that way? Which, yeah, I saw it in the flames. We're going forward. I do like the way she's kind of like, ah, look, I've decided what we're doing and no one's going to believe me, so I'm just going to make up that it's because... I saw it in the flames. Um, I only just... I mean, I've been seeing this, you know, it's the third episode now of this particular story. mentioned there's only one left. Uh, but Dipper's neck tattoo, I find very prescient. Like, I don't remember many people having actual neck tattoos back uh, in 1986. But now, neck tattoos are de rigueur. Like, everyone and their cousin has a neck tattoo. So, I feel like this is... Of all the things in this episode that predicted the future, I didn't expect the neck tattoo to be the one that came true. Like, I thought maybe the dodgy sideburns would have happened, or, you know, the whole world would have died in a fire. I mean, that was another thing in 1986, uh, the idea of this kind of like Mad Max, you know, Celtic Renaissance future. Uh, was very, it was a plausible thing at the time. Like, you know, Mad Max was around for a reason. It's because every every other weekend we thought America was going to bomb Russia and then Russia was going to bomb everyone else. Uh, so, it was a concern. Like, we thought the world was going to die in a, you know, big ball of fire and one day someone would turn up and find... You know, train stations in the underground, just like they do here. And also in the Jodie Whittaker episode, Orphan 55, where they find out it's a Siberian train station. Yeah, copycat from Ballarat. Um, that is a very Victorian saying. To <laughs> do apologise for anyone interstate and overseas. Um Another weird thing that I had completely forgotten about until I watched this now, uh, I didn't realise the Doctor called out for Sarah Jane uh, when and Perry had to correct him and say, I'm not Sarah Jane, which, you know, is kind of like, I know there was like a whole episode of that uh, in the David Tennant era, but the Doctor really did lean on Sarah Jane a lot. Like everyone kind of measures up to her after she's gone, which is feels a bit sad um now when the doctor when the doctor's going in to fix up drathro's blacklight busted business and saying you know it's going to explode and perry's like well i don't want to go in there uh and he says i can't let people die if there's a chance of saving them why doesn't he stop the tape now at the trial and say see what are you saying? I, I had to interfere. Like, this, if I don't interfere, then everyone dies. Like, it would have been a big old explosion. Uh, and he just lets it run on, including later on when there's the scene that is excised uh, because of public interest uh, <laughs> or <laughs> national security, <laughs> Time Lord security, whatever it is, and um, and he doesn't fight back at that either. And the Valiard looks like, ah, oh, I wanted him to fight on this one. So I don't know what's happening there. I can't remember. I remember there was like things deleted and it ended up being for a reason, but I can't remember it right now. But oh my Lord, how much did I love the philatelist philanthropist chat? Um, classic Robert Holmes dialogue. Uh, you know, what's... <laughs> philatelist, no, yeah, philanthropist... Uh, didn't you learn anything in your reform home? And then what is a philanthropist? It's someone who gives away all their grotsets <laughs> out of the goodness of their heart. And it's like, oh, so you mean someone stupid. Very, very cute. Um, then uh, Maureen, uh, who hates the Coles, has to then shoot the doctor. It, it, is it just me or are these... Cliffhanger's becoming repetitive. I mean we've only had three and they've all involved the doctor being, you know, slightly murdered. Um I feel like the stakes are not that high if we have to keep ramping them up at the last minute. Uh anyway, I there there's a lot to love in this episode, but uh you know, the the annoying twins in the underground are <laughs> no, not two of them. <laughs> But, yeah, and I think the music's starting to wear me down. I mean, there's not too much synthesised recorder, thankfully. A lovely Luke, said the music in Doctor Who in the 80s was my favourite in the classic series, uh, especially in Trial. He says, Dominic Glynn is one of my favourite composers and his touch in those years gave the show the freshness I felt that it needed. Uh, bless you, Luke. He also says, and I found this quite freaky, um... Uh, I could see similarities between the two whiz kids in this story and in the twin dilemma. Oh man, the twin dilemma. That is, that's some hard work. We're going to get to there eventually. He said it was like Children of the Corn (laughs) 2.0. Adam (laughs) on Facebook said, get captured, escape, get captured, escape, repeat. There is literally a sequence where they escape being captured and whilst escaping, they are captured again. (laughs) There's a lot of great ideas in the Trial of a Time Lord series, the Valyard most amongst them, but unfortunately it's not executed in the best way. Yes, running around, getting caught, escaping. Uh, Yeah, there is a lot of running around, getting caught and escaping, and it feels like needless busy work while uh, they're not having a plot. And then cutting back to the trial is really frustrating. Like, I really want to know what that deleted bit was. Like, is it, is it important or is it just another MacGuffin? Like, it's it feels like this is a lot of setting up for things and we've only got one more episode left. Is it all going to pay off in the next one? I hope so. Although, I kind of doubt it. I just think we're going to get caught and escape and run around a bit more. Anyway, we'll find out next time.